is the Beyond the Studio podcast, and you're listening to Season 2, Beyond the Studio West Coast Edition. I'm Amanda Adams. And I'm Nicole Muller, and we're here to help you figure out the business of being an artist. Here we'll share honest conversations with artists, makers, and business experts, and dive deep into the work that happens beyond the studio. Support for this season comes from Southern Exposure's Alternative Exposure Grant Program in partnership with Facebook's Artist in Residence Program and the Andy Warhol Foundation. If you find value in listening to Beyond the Studio, we'd love to ask you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It's the easiest way to show us some love and to help others find the podcast. Thank you so much in advance for letting us know what you think and for supporting the show. You might hear some adult language used occasionally on the show, so please be mindful of those around you and pop in some headphones if needed. When I'm not working on the podcast, I'm working on my fiber art and illustration brand, Close Call Studio. So if you want to follow along with my own journey, you can check me out on Instagram at Close Call Studio or check out my website at CloseCallStudio.com. It's Nicole here, your other Beyond the Studio co-host. I'm a painter, muralist, and installation artist. If you want to see more of my work and studio process, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Marie Muller or my website, which is Nicole Marie Muller. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R dot com. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Amanda. All right. So today we are doing things a little bit differently. It's just your hosts, Nicole and I, I being Amanda. And today we are doing our first official topical episode. That's the ham horn. I don't have the app anymore, but that's where I would play the ham horn. I liked your sound effect anyway. better. <laughs> so today's episode is going to be all about strategic planning and setting goals for your practice and your creative business. And we thought we would start by letting you know some of our goals and some of the things that we're working on. Since we are introducing topical episodes, uh, over the next couple of weeks, we'll also have a couple more topical episodes. Uh, If you ever want to submit a topic, you can slide those into our DMs, send them to our email. Same thing with any questions you ever have for us or questions for us to ask guests. We also have some planning that we're doing for our next season as we are slowly coming to a close on season two. Yeah, we are about three episodes out from the end of Beyond the Studio West Coast Edition. For those of you who've been following Beyond the Studio for a while, you know that at the end of 2017, we had received a grant from a great arts organization called Southern Exposure in San Francisco to produce uh, season two of the podcast, where we talked specifically with artists along the West Coast about their careers and how they're building their lives, but also the role of place in their life and their ability to find a studio space, um, what kind of an impact the location that they live and work in has had on their career building. So that's what we've been doing for the last year is interviewing artists on the West Coast in particular. But we are excited to continue branching out from that. Beyond the Studio started talking with artists from all around the country with Amanda and I being bi-coastal and all of our podcast episodes being recorded remotely. Uh, really gave us an opportunity to talk with artists from anywhere and everywhere. But we've also been enjoying this kind of uh, regional focus. So for Beyond the Studio Season 3, 
we are going to be hopping back over to the other side of the United States. That's why we're coming to my side. <laughs> Beyond the Studio East Coast Edition will be coming to you later this year with an emphasis on the northeastern part of the United States. So definitely including Baltimore, uh, the greater DMV area along with New York, Pennsylvania. We're gonna be moving from there, I think, to the Southeast and Midwest, and then we'll see from there. But season three is gonna be focused on the East Coast. So if any of you have been listening for a while, then you might remember before we released season two, we put out a call for nominations to hear who you would wanna hear from for uh, Beyond the Studio West Coast Edition, and we're gonna be doing the same thing for season three. So if you're on our email list, we sent out a link to a survey in our newsletter. If you're not, you can find the link to that survey in our bio at Beyond the Studio on Instagram. And we'll also include a link in our show notes for this episode. So please send us your nominations. You can nominate yourself or another artist, uh, someone you would really love to hear from on the East Coast who has been building their career in a really unique way. We learned about so many amazing artists, many of which you have heard from now on Beyond the Studio West Coast Edition. And we really can't wait to find out who you're looking up to and whose careers you're really interested in learning about. So let us know. We're opening up the call today and our survey will be open for the next month. Our nominations are open today and will close on June 30th. So you have a month to send us your recommendations for season three and you know where to find the link. And we did this for season two, and we got most of the guests from season two from listener submissions, even listeners that had submitted themselves. So it's a great way to share your story or the story of an artist that you admire and want to hear more from. Yeah, definitely. So that's where we are with Beyond the Studio. And we talk a lot about defining success on the podcast with the artists that we interview. And for this episode, we were starting to think a little bit about what that actually looks like. How do you go about defining success for yourself as an artist, defining what your goals are, and then translating that into something actionable, creating a plan for yourself going forward. Because as we know in the arts, it's a lot more fluid of a career path. And it seems like the traditional business model when you're starting a business can feel a little too formal or rigid for a lot of artists. So how do we create something that helps us define what success means for us and define what our goals are that remains flexible to the changing demands of our lives and careers as artists? So we thought we would talk a little bit about that on the podcast today and some of the ways that we create goals for ourselves and our own projects, strategies that we've used and that we've talked with other artists about to help us create a plan for ourselves going forward. So Amanda, did you want to talk a little bit about how you approach goal setting and vision planning for your own work and for Close Call Studio? 
I mean, I know with the podcast, we really just start off with these conversations and having a sounding board and having someone to talk through ideas with you has been incredibly helpful. Uh, It's just created a space for the two of us to dream and to articulate, I think kind of verbalize like what our ideas are that's how the idea for the podcast was birthed and then it kind of organically evolved into creating an actual podcast from there but there were a lot of steps in between that and so we can talk a little bit about what that's looked like for the podcast but I think also just seeing the way that you approach your business close call studio and how you kind of organize your vision for all these different projects has helped me to sort of take a bigger picture approach and to step back from getting too absorbed in the nitty gritty, which I think I tend to do is just to kind of get laser focused and kind of narrow in on the small things. But it's been really helpful to have a partner who reminds me to kind of step back and to look at the long term and the bigger picture too. Sure, I'll talk all about this. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us all your secrets. All of my secrets. For me, I mean, for the duration of my life thus far. I just knew I wanted to be an artist and that I wanted to work for myself. I didn't really know what that was going to look like, so I didn't have a very good plan on it. The The goal really was just quit my day job, only work for me, just do art full time. And over the years, I was able to slowly develop Close Call Studio into the brand it is now, which sustains me, which still amazes me Every time I pass another month and I'm like, I am still alive, my bills are still covered, I can't believe it. But I I do believe it because I crunch those numbers all the damn time. But I think that I really underestimated the need to set long-term goals when I was setting my goal of working for myself because once I reached the point where I was able to start working for myself full-time, it was a little overwhelming and daunting and I didn't really have the next step planned out. And I always figured, you know, It's kind of dumb to think about the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, the 15-year plan. But the older I get, I realize how important it is to set those longer-term goals. If you want to have a sustainable practice, you need to envision what it can look like 10 years down the line where you're saving for your retirement, you're paying for your health insurance, maybe you have kids and you're taking care of them, maybe you have a house, you have a mortgage to take care of, like you have to plan ahead for all of those things. And if you're fully responsible for your own income, you really have to plan ahead because you don't have that salary to depend on. And for me, my work is so incredibly seasonal because I very much follow the retail calendar. So honestly, a majority of my money happens in the like October to January timeframe. And that has really hurt me in the past where I underplanned for the seasons that were more famine-like and I was unprepared during the feast season. So when I'm in my holiday season, I save really aggressively to plan for the rest of the following year when I know my income slows down. So I had to work really hard to figure that out. And it took years of doing that schedule year after year to kind of understand how I needed to save for it. But now I'm able to plan ahead even better with a better idea of how to approach the busier seasons and the slower seasons with 
more intention. And so now I'm using the time frame where I'm not making as much money or I'm not getting as many orders to prepare my inventory for the holidays. So we're recording this in May and I am already starting making my inventory for Christmas time. And my goal after this year, because this winter was very hard for me mentally and emotionally, and I realized that that's pretty standard for me, both because of the season, but also because it's after my super busy season and I'm exhausted and I just want to do nothing but like clean my house and make good food and sleep a lot and catch up with friends. So now I want to be able to plan ahead for that season next year so that I can take off ideally Christmas Day or maybe Christmas Eve until my birthday, which is February 8th, everybody. Don't forget to wish me a happy birthday when that comes around. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't care. Um, Oh, actually, I do care because it'll be my 30th. So yeah, it's a big one, guys. Yeah, I want celebrations on the fireworks, whatever. I'm just kidding. Um, I'll mark my calendar. so, (laughs) So knowing, I guess this is a rambly way of saying that I have to plan ahead because of the financial imbalance throughout the year. Seasons where I'm making two-thirds of my annual income in a few months and seasons where I'm making no money whatsoever. And the same thing with my workload, planning my workload to be more evenly distributed throughout the year, despite the fact that it's heaviest at one time, I can plan for the opposite and say, okay, well, I'm doing this incredibly busy season. Maybe I follow it up with a maybe six weeks of vacation where I can relax and focus on getting myself back to a good place. So that's how I've been using planning in my business. And you've been working for yourself for long enough to really know the rhythms and the ebbs and flows of your year and be able to adapt and plan accordingly. And I also think that you have always had a really clear sense of your own personal priorities. So something I've heard you talk about a lot recently is really prioritizing the time spent on self-care, the time spent with friends and family, and really integrating that into your life and career goals along with your vision for your business and for Close Call Studio and the podcast. But let's back up a little bit for someone who maybe hasn't taken the time to really clearly define what those priorities are because I think that that really ends up becoming the driving force in a lot of these decisions and you're able to combine those values with the natural cycle of your year and your business in order to mm-hmm. to work sustainably in a way that reflects um, you know the time and season of life whether it's during your busiest season and really planning ahead for that or taking the time off when you really need it but you know we've all kind of heard of the exercise of defining your perfect day and visualizing what (laughs) that looks like for you and it might be a little cheesy but there are some exercises that I found to be really helpful 
Um, there's one that actually comes from Artists U, which is the program that Amanda and I have both done in Baltimore. And we've talked about in the past. And we actually interviewed Andrew Simonette, who's the founder of that program for the Beyond Studio Book Club. So if you want to know his full story, you can always go back and listen to that episode. But part of that program is uh, really defining your mission, vision planning, and he has an exercise of writing down all of your goals for whatever length of time you want to decide. Um, you really don't even have to set a time frame in the beginning. It's just about giving yourself the space and a license to dream and to define what is really important to you and breaking those up into three different buckets. So there's professional goals, which would be career-oriented things like wanting to show in X number of galleries or wanting to create X amount of public projects. And then there are artistic goals, so maybe learning new skills or really honing your craft, exploring new conceptual ideas. And then there are personal goals, so the things that are not related to or tied to your career, but things like wanting to start a family or to own a home or to go on vacation. So things that are just sort of feeding you as a person and taking the time to, to just write all of those things down and then going back and revisiting that from time to time. And I feel like for me, I'm always doing this at those more obvious milestones like the start of a new year, or maybe around your birthday or, uh, you know, it can happen really at any time though. You could do it uh, tomorrow on a Friday or you could do this every month. Um, but I think the idea is just to put pen to paper and to really gain some clarity around what your goals are without censoring yourself and initially without applying any kind of a timeline um, or any limitations to it. But I think just uh, giving yourself permission first and foremost to just own your dreams, you know, and to really define what what's most important to you. And, you know, is that owning your own business or working for yourself? Is that creating a really specific project? Is that living on an island in Hawaii in a small studio and <laughs> taking your dog to the beach every day? You know, like what is your your perfect? It's what Remy deserves. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that's uh, my personal dream, but maybe it is. So, you know, I'm just uh, <laughs> becoming really clear about what your goals are as one of the most important keys to breaking that down into a more concrete and actionable plan. So yeah, how would you go from having those bigger picture goals into creating a roadmap for yourself or starting to create a plan for what that looks like month to month? week to week and day to day like how do you feel like you go about starting to break that down in a way that gives you a clear sense of what you should be doing next because I have to say that was one of the hardest things for me personally too a lot of the time that I was working for myself is really keeping both of those things in mind and like navigating the space between having the long-term um, big picture goal in mind while having a kind of like clear focused plan for what your day is going to look like you know there's yeah. like a big time uh, gap in between those two things 
So I think it can be a real struggle um, for me personally, but I would imagine for other people too in kind of like keeping your eyes on the prize, like having your larger goal top of mind, but then breaking that down in a way that like keeps you driven and makes you feel motivated in that you're making progress in like a small kind of incremental way too. I feel like I've come up with my shorter term strategy on how to approach my goals from a combination of years of trying different ways of keeping track of my days, different day planners and stuff. And now I'm at a point where I, so I've taken two, two online courses about planning my time. And one was creative live class that Lisa Congdon did about kind of breaking down to-do lists and how to organize your projects. Some of the things I pulled from her, which I highly recommend anyone that doesn't even know where to begin with planning your week even, that was super helpful. But I'll keep a longer term running queue of all of the projects that I need to handle and I'll write out my weekly schedule of everything that I know is already concrete, craft shows I'm doing, appointments I have, things that are planned, trips, whatever. And then I find the time between all of those prior commitments to work on the projects that I have on my list. And as I work through, based on my available time, I can kind of just slowly work through the projects individually. For the show notes, I can include a picture of like how I lay out my planner. And the other online class I took was with Jocelyn K. Gly, who has an amazing podcast, one of my favorites, called Hurry Slowly. And it is all about learning to slow down in a busy world, which is something that I need because I am a stressful human. <laughs> yeah, I just started listening to that recently at your recommendation. And it's, it's another good one. It's so good. But she did a class called Reset. And I actually was in the very first group of people to take her reset course. It helped me a ton with learning how to establish my daily routine because I've learned that I am very easily thrown off and distracted. So I need to be super specific about how I start my day in order to kind of start off on the right foot, especially if I am in a season of heightened anxiety or stress or depression even, like being able to work through that. So I have started following more of the natural circadian rhythm of my body. And that was something that I learned from her course. But it has helped a lot instead of trying to force myself to fit within a schedule or routine that the general population follows or that a typical work week follows, allowing myself to follow what feels best for my body and best for my time and best for myself mentally and emotionally. So I've been able to establish a routine where, you know, I can slowly ease into my morning because I like slow mornings and I can have a really productive midday time because that's when I'm usually feeling most inspired and most active to work. And I can have my evenings off or I can have my evenings to work if I'm feeling it. I think a lot of it also has just included giving myself some grace and flexibility. But I require a lot of flexibility. You, on the other hand, like a lot more structure and plan. Yeah, I feel like there are two um, pieces here. There's the time management aspect of figuring out 
how you're going to get everything done that you need to get done in order to feel like you're making progress towards your goals. And then there's the piece of defining those goals and creating a plan for moving forward in general. So maybe we can talk a little bit about each of those things. Because I think once you've established a sense of what your longer term goals are, what's your kind of ideal state for yourself for the next, you know, however many years. So at the beginning of the year, I and this is also part of that reset course, I did a plan for my entire year. And actually, I did this for Beyond the Studio, for Close Call Studio, and for another project that is, well, Nicole knows, but it's like part of my super long term, like, we'll we'll put that in my like five to even 15 year plan. But there are things I can still do now for it. Are these those large sheets of paper that you had in your apartment? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put a picture of that too. Yes. For the podcast, for example, I listed out a calendar of the year and where we would put episodes in. And I've been tracking our analytics regarding how many listeners, how much we're making for ads, how many people are following us online, how many people are on our email list, things like that. For Close Call Studio on my sheet, I figured out, okay, this year, based on previous years, I want to do 10 craft shows this year. I've had seasons where I've done 10 in a month. So now I'm trying to really reel it in and just stick to the ones that I know are the heavy hitters for me. I also included the same thing I did for the podcast where I'm keeping track of how many people are on my email list. I set it up for myself to create seasonal collections this year. So that was sort of how I roughly planned close call and the other one it's just it's an idea phase right now so I have to plan to come up with ideas so that's another way that I have been setting out my goals yeah and I feel like doing that in whatever way works for you like if you need to write it all out on a humongous sheet of paper like Amanda did to visualize everything (laughs) which I think is a fantastic idea then do that you know if you need to write everything in a notebook or if you do everything digitally and you need to put these things to google docs or like wherever you need to to put it so that you're gonna look at it and return to it, I think is how you should start to compile all of this information. And then I feel like when you've kind of established what your overarching goals or vision is, then starting to ascribe more of a timeline to those things. Well, first starting to quantify that. So like really getting specific with breaking down your goals into things that are achievable or that are somehow within your control. Like for example, if I want to sell more paintings or sell more work, thinking about the steps that I could take in order to facilitate that. Like does that involve me hosting more open studios? Do I want to connect with more art consultants? Do I want to, you know, create a series of work that I can specifically promote? Do I want to hold a flash sale out of my studio? Like really starting to think about the specific actions I could take to move myself a little bit closer to that goal. 
And I feel like that's helped take it out of the realm of just being something kind of like wishy-washy or dreamy into something that starts to feel a little bit more like a plan. Then from there, I feel like I can start to break that up into something that is more time-based. And then just getting organized with each of those things. So for example, if I want to sell more work through working with our consultants, then I can create a spreadsheet of all of the art consultants that I might want to reach out to or update with my work and start to organize that by uh, region or like with all of their contact information and then start to create uh, kind of a marketing plan for like when I'm going to email them and how often and uh, start to visualize like how I'm keeping track of all those things. And so that way I've kind of defined, okay, I want to reach out to 10 people a month and that's how I'm going to feel like I'm making progress towards that goal. And then I have something to measure myself against too. So when I'm returning to that really big picture goal and I feel like I'm super far away from like fully sustaining myself off of my practice, then I can look at, well, actually I've, you know, reached out to 10 different art consultants and I actually sold this amount of work this month. So really I am moving closer to that goal, even though when I'm just focused on the bigger picture thing, it doesn't always feel like you're moving forward. Yeah. I feel like it's so easy to start with these really lofty goals and then be completely just stuck because they're so lofty where, you know, say the goal, like it was for me for so long, was to go to being a full-time self-employed artist. There isn't like one thing you can do to get there. It involves so many steps. And when you break down those goals into those actionable steps, it feels a lot more manageable and achievable. And you actually are then taking the steps to bring that big lofty goal closer and closer to reality. Yeah, I think it can be easy to overlook though, especially when we're living these really kind of fluid lives as artists or you're managing a lot of different things or a lot of different projects. And so sometimes I feel like I neglect the really critical step of just defining where you're going, like why you're doing this, you know, and like how you want to get there. Because I don't know, I almost feel like there's this cop out sometimes of, you know, it's just so flexible and I'm an artist. And so you kind of just allow yourself to like go with the flow and not really put this structure in place or, or like maybe we're too afraid to really define what it is that we want or like any number of other things that come into play here that are kind of like hindering our actually articulating what these dreams are, even if they seem really unrealistic and then really putting a plan in place for how you want to get there. So Sometimes for me, it's a fear of not being able to meet those expectations. And there's so many other things that can come up in life or, you know, different types of work or family. I don't want to like put these rigid structures in place for myself because what if I can't meet my own expectations, (laughs) you know? So I feel like sometimes that leads to skipping over this process altogether. But 
I've also found that it's totally fine to change plans and it's important to be flexible and you can revisit your goals at any time. You know, I look back at those like two year personal, professional, artistic goals I wrote for myself from Artist U every so often. And there are things that are not really relevant anymore that I thought were important at the time. And then there are other things that I'm still working towards that have taken me a lot longer than expected. And then there are plenty of things that I've done and exceeded and accomplished in that time also so I feel like all it is is giving yourself a framework and you know goal setting and action planning doesn't have to be this really fixed permanent thing Uh, it can be flexible and it can be something that you revisit and that you change and that you know it's okay if you don't kind of check off all the boxes and hit all the milestones when you plan to but I feel like if you don't establish that for yourself then you're never going to feel like you're making real meaningful progress because you don't have anything to measure it against so I think at least having some kind of goal to the extent that it motivates you so that you feel like you're moving forward is really important even if it has to you know fit around the demands of your day-to-day life or you're not checking all the boxes every single day as long as you're measuring it against your longer term goals I think you'll be able to continue to move forward in the direction that you really that's leading to to your definition of success yeah That's it for this episode. But if you have any comments or questions about goal setting and strategic planning, send them our way. We would love to hear from you and continue the conversation around um, what's worked for you. If you have any advice for other artists on goal setting or strategic planning or creating a timeline for your own long-term plans, please share it with us because we would love to learn from our own community and to hear what's working for other artists because that's where we've learned the most about um, things that we've implemented in our own lives. And it's always an experiment, so we're always open to trying new things. And we found some methods that have worked for Amanda and I, but We both have very different work strategies and personalities and so what works for one person might not work for another. So this isn't meant to be prescriptive in any way but really just having a conversation about some of the ways that we approach the longer term planning in our own lives. So we would love to hear what's worked for you and share with us on Instagram or Facebook so that other people can benefit from your knowledge at Beyond the Studio and let us know what's working. Don't forget to submit any East Coast artists that you're interested in hearing from for next season. Once again, that is going to be on the link on our Instagram page as well as linked in our emails if you're on our email list and on the show notes for this episode right here. So thank you for being patient with us on our first topical episode where we both felt real vulnerable. (laughs) But we did it! And we'll be back (laughs) next week with even more. So thanks for listening and we will see you next time. That's it for this episode of the Beyond the Studio podcast. You can find show notes, references, and a brief summary of the episode over at our website, beyondthe.studio. 
While you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list to find out about upcoming guests, special announcements, and podcast giveaways. I don't know. Oh, no. Amanda, did you freeze? Oh, no. Amanda? You froze for a little bit. It's okay. That's why yeah, you we did. recorded on our own sides. <laughs> so I was looking at you waiting for you. <laughs> oh, this is how I realized you froze. Strated- strategizing? Yes. That is probably a word. Right? Yes. Strategizing. That is a word. I think I just had that moment where I said it enough times that I was like, it can't possibly <laughs> be a word. It is. Bye forever. Or till next week. <laughs>